You're listening to the Can't Sell This podcast, dedicated to projects past that never saw the light of day. With your hosts, Hugh Elliott and Stefan Grambart. Uh, this is another in-studio episode of Can't Sell This with Stefan Grambart and myself, Hugh Elliott. Hello. And we are so stoked to have a guest. Hello. Oh, listen to that. Hello. He's Australian, so we're very excited about that. Good day, mate. Thanks for having me on. That's exactly what we're hoping for. All sorts of weird Australian idioms involving drop bears and other things like that. But uh, Josh Manrix. Correct. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Uh, hi, I'm Josh. Uh, I used to work with Stefan <laughs> back in the day at Secret Location. Uh, I'm still at Secret Location. I am the senior technical director in the content department. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. Cool. <laughs> and this was the first uh, situation in which someone voluntarily asked, yeah, could I, I be a guest? I was pretty stunned that someone I was, volunteered. I was just jealous you had a podcast and I wanted to come on. <laughs> I remain just as <laughs> jealous of my podcast as you, so it's, it's okay. Um, but we, we, we were in a situation in which uh, we're now actually inviting people to be guests. Right. And you are... No, wait, I was going to say our first guest, but not, because Christmas is our mm-hmm. first guest, which hasn't happened yet, but you're likely going to come out before our first guest. Before as Christmas? As our first guest. Yeah. You're you gonna had be Christmas out. on here? Oh, I'm so confused. We recorded Christmas. Oh, okay. It's the it's the time travelness of podcast recording. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Dr. Hugh. <laughs> Dr. Hugh. <laughs> Dr. Hugh's strange travel machine. Well, I was going to say Dr. Who, and then I was like, well, it works Dr. just as well. Uh, anyways, Josh. Um, yes. You will be, in my opinion, you'll be our first official guest that's published on the podcast because you'll probably be out next week. What? Yeah, that's how. It's that's too how much I roll. pressure. Is it less pressure if we say you you're never going to be on the podcast? Yeah, say never, and then I'll just like say whatever, and then we'll be fine. Josh, all this recording equipment is just for show. We are not recording this anything. Is an elaborate ruse. It's just a big prank. Yeah, so. it's mostly uh, uh, stuff that we put together with uh, foam. Yep, that's really impressive. Thanks, man. This that sounds like no. Foam. Sorry, that's a real stool. Oh, yeah. Everything. Is there anything is, that's real in here? Everything else is fake. Okay, so Josh. <laughs> We don't have any um, context for what you wanted to talk about, but I did hear some thing that you wanted to start with something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. <clears throat> let's uh, let's let's just okay. get you. Let's just get you. Let's just start. Cool. Uh, so I brought some notes. Oh, notes prepared. First guest, very prepared. Um, so I, f- I guess I should give a bit of context. So. Uh, Secret Location does original IP, like virtual reality experience stuff. And a couple of years ago, I wrote a treatment for a one, two, three, four, five chapter, five, yep, five chapter uh, VR piece, which uh, is called Salvage. Oh. Um, and I could never sell it through. Oh, well, then it's absolutely perfect for this. Right? Because I, I remember one. this one. I remember. Yeah. Oh, so I'm the only one fresh on but, this. No, 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 no this is good. You probably it's don't really remember the whole... It was a few years ago. Yeah. yeah. So it's probably a little foggy, but I guess you probably have I have an inkling of what it's about. Yeah. yeah. No, this is great. I think you should go into it. And, and the way this normally works is um, you would present the idea as you had written it, 
uh, and then we could talk about a, a, or you could bring up why it wasn't uh, mm-hmm. sold through mm-hmm. uh, or or how it wasn't sold through and then we sort of riff on, on mm-hmm. the idea and we just talk about it and we'll fix uh, it yeah and then we'll sell it if it even needs fixing well, I mean it might need, not need fixing yeah well we'll see I'm a technical director I now not a all of a sudden feel like it needs to be fixed <laughs> does it need to be fixed <laughs> You tell me. Let's let's find let's out. Yeah. Salvage. Okay. So I have uh, I have a little story summary here that I'll read out, and then we can discuss. Uh, so, salvage was designed for you to be the main character in the story. So you're playing the whole thing out in VR in first person. Uh, salvage follows your day in the life of a deep space salvage operator, essentially the truck driver of the 41st century. Tigay is gone like any other. Warping from sector to sector, scavenging asteroid fields and scrap from abandoned satellites. It's not the most glamorous job in the universe, but the money's good and it gives you plenty of time to yourself. Your sole companion is an affable AI named Glenn, capital G-L-E-N. Um, is that an acronym for something? It's an acronym for something that I haven't worked out yet. I just like the word <laughs> Glenn. I just want my buddy AI to be called Glenn. Fair. Okay, yeah. Uh, who steers the ship and keeps spirits high. Uh, but when Glenn makes an uncharacteristic me- miscalculation, it turns your routine day into a flight f- into a fight for survival and makes you question the true nature of your da- of your dying ship's AI. Hmm. So, that's the that's the elevator. <clears throat> Why hmm. did you put it so far in the future? Forty first because that I w- first century because I wanted I wanted the job to be time. so mundane that you're just like a total average Joe. That's just your, like an average Joe Dob is just like sitting in your little junker, right. like scrapping stuff. So he's nobody. You're nobody special. You're not a you're not a space captain. At this point, like people fly ships like they drive cars. Okay. Yeah. I'm just so, uh, sure. I, that's fine. I I just it, was, it seemed like a long time. And I mean, like you think about Another sci-fi. Two thousand years. Yeah. Two thousand. Two thousand years. In two thousand years, everybody's just flying a ship. He's do 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 do. do. <laughs> he has like a little. He has a bubble head like <laughs> on the dash well, and stuff. Why would he? That shit doesn't exist anymore. No, it's he retro. A, he has a retro bubble. <laughs> he's a retro collector of. Uh, well, he's a salvage stuff from he's the a salvage 2000s. Guy. He found the bubble head. If he's flying through space from how the is Tesla he going car. To find. Oh, the Tesla car. Yeah. I thought it was Tesla going car. to yeah. oh, that's good. Mars. Well, that? it got sidetracked. Mars doesn't exist, so it just, <laughs> it just, just flies through. off into space, yeah. It just keeps going. Yeah. Wow, we really miscalculated that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's the that's the thing. All right. Uh, and you wrote five episodes wrote, or five, tr- five bits to that treatment? I wrote... Uh, like chapter breakdowns and like Whoa, because it was a because it was a VR piece, I wrote like a like a couple of paragraphs of the chapter breakdown and then uh, this is like the sort of interaction stuff that you need to do to get past this episode. Okay, so was the hook that this was a first person puzzle? Like you had to your puzzle solving throughout the uh... yeah your puzzle solving in the way that uh, you're in a boat and it's sinking and you have to puzzle solve your way out before you drown. Mm. So mm, so there's like a, a time limit. Yeah, like that's good. I mean, the ship catches on fire, and the AI is going crazy. Classic, a classic tale. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the timeless. Tale. A timeless tale of, of a cra- AI but going the, crazy. Yeah, but the AI, like the AI, really cares about you, but at the same time, it's going a little crazy as well. So, right. And you have like a relationship with the AI. You've been together a this, long time. He's like, like a, your only friend. Yeah, it sounds like a bad breakup. 
Oh, and <laughs> silence. Awesome. Amazing. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a, it's a, I mean, sure. I, the, the thing that I, the thing that I'm, I'm most curious about is do you, do you have the mechanism by which the AI faulted in your head? Uh, it's probably in one of these, uh, so what kicks the whole thing That's off is... That's a good preparation for a guest right there. Yeah. <laughs> Let it be known to all other guests that come. Um, so like what kicks off the whole thing is like you're, you're in an asteroid field and you're bringing, you're using so like a beam to bring... So micro-asteroid went through a circuit board and that was the end of that. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, the AI is like, hey, I was thinking Jimmy? more of an explosion, but yeah. Well, a it's small essentially asteroid the same. Could, could actually create... Create an explosion. A, you know, vacuum issue and explosion and... Straight out. Yeah, so one logic board's gone, and, and then, that's, yeah. that's the uh, I don't want to kill my maker but, board. But he yeah. doesn't want to kill you. He doesn't want to kill you, but he just keeps making bad decisions for an AI. Like, he's mm. not, like, he doesn't inherently turn bad, like a lot of sci-fi AIs. Yeah. He just makes a series of bad decisions that he shouldn't, like, he should be making a, a better decision than to close that door in front of you because that's the door that you're running for. Right. He's like, I'm going to help you right now, closes the door, and you're like, well... Thanks, Glenn. That is <laughs> the opposite of what I needed. Thanks, yeah. Glenn. Glenn. Thanks, Glenn. <laughs> no problem, Josh. No problem, I Josh. Am happy. What is happy the character's help. name? Is he just entered in? You have it spoken out, or did uh, you have that idea? Like the the character you play? Yeah, the character. You play. No, the character that you play is, is nameless. It's it's you. You want just called Commander or Captain or something like that. Lieutenant he just calls you Buddy and Guy. Buddy. Hey, Buddy. Hey, hey Buddy. Don't worry, I got you, buddy. I got you. <laughs> I like Glenn, you shut the door. Okay, buddy. The micro asteroid <laughs> went through and um, destroyed the I don't take uh, drugs. Oh, <laughs> man. He's just like, hey, relax, buddy. guy. Yeah. Relax, man. The smoke in the, like smoke in the cockpit's in good. Illegal yeah. drugs, dude. Glenn, this Glenn. is 2,000 years after that. I don't know why you're even talking about it. There's Whoa. way better legal drugs now, Glenn. What are you talking about? <laughs> Whoa. Well, so that's the thing. Yeah. So did you see it? You saw it as an episodic. Yeah, I saw it as an episodic thing, like five episodes. This is like back when VR was still kind of new. Like it's still, it's still new now, obviously. It's not widely. Not to you. Not to me, no. Now it's old hat. <laughs> Uh, big deal. Big I deal. Whatever, man. What? God. Uh, but yeah, and like a lot of people couldn't spend a lot of time in VR, so I'm like, oh, I want to tell this cool story that's going to take longer than people like being in VR. So I split it into five right. five episodes. So it could be like twenty minute chunks, twenty five minute chunks did you max. S- did you see it as also something you interacted with in the real world? So you would create a situation in which they walked into and they could actually interact with things, or was uh, it simply? Yeah, the, the controllers in your this hands. For the at-home market, or yeah, this was at for the at-home market. This is before they even had like out-of-home like stuff that you've like like the void and right. stuff like that. But I think like I haven't thought of it since I wrote it then. But like, it totally makes sense what you're saying. Like, it could definitely work in that sort of a situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and not to not to cut you off, but it it, it really would lend itself to an escape room. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Like a multi-person escape room. Like yeah. if you could have a crew. That you you wake up and each member of that crew is another member in your group. 
with the VR headset on. Right. Yep. And you all wake up, and Glenn is going like, "Oh, guys, I'm guys, so guess what? Oh yeah. gosh, okay. <laughs> hey, uh, so good news and bad news. <laughs> good news is you're all awake. Yay! <laughs> Isn't this a great time? And I have pie. I have a problem with my thinking. I think. And also, the ship's on fire, and we're crashing into a sun. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that would that would be that would actually be really good as an escape room. It would be super cool as an escape room. Yeah, I'm like zero g fire. That that'll look dope. Um, oh, even just like if if the ship is crashing, like um, there's what? nothing tighter than a spaceship. So I mean, yeah, when you're talking for about like getting ass. <laughs> what? It's watertight. <laughs> Listen, you wanted to have. Australian. Am I allowed to swear on here? You can swear. Oh, okay, yeah. you can swear. You want Australian idioms? We're well over the halfway mark. The uh, 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 sensors have stopped listening, so you can swear as much we as have you want. Sensors? <clears throat> Just me. Oh, okay. So, okay. I've cool. stopped listening at this point. <laughs> so, no, no. What what I'm saying is that a uh, um, a spaceship generally most most spaceship movies that involve tension and stress mm. involve tight quarters. Mm-hmm. So if you had a room as big as we're in right now, which yep. is probably like 15 by 12 or something like that. I'm a bad guesser. Let's just say 15 by 12. Three of us in it. If there were three of us, there, those are your crew members. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you snapped. It turned on. It was like a centralized character that could sit as an AI that would say yeah. like, hey, by the way, <laughs> I'm sorry about this. Sorry about this, guys. Or yeah. it's just VO. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah all VO. VO. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, sorry. Yeah. I, and AI is just. A voice, voice, typically. Yeah, so voice of God. I never imagined him having a body. I, th- I just imagined him as a voice that came out of the, the you're, ship. You're mistaking my hand in front of me as being a thing. Oh, oh that's it's, like it's that's the like sign for speaker. It's just a there's this thing in the center of you guys oh, in right. terms of what you'd right. hear. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then it would it would generally like start to the instruction of a game. You know, like hey, you know, by the way, yeah. If you look to your left, <laughs> you'll notice that it's on fire. You'll notice it's on fire. Between yeah. pods two and three, there is a fire. You know that would right. be yeah. That would be how it would be interestingly approached. So, um, if if we change the subject briefly to escape rooms, yeah, um, uh, we've done them as we together, have Josh. Hmm. Uh, and and one of the things that I've noticed about escape rooms and your your ability to uh, think becomes it, it, you you basically get blinders on in the last minute like right I remember yeah, being so in, in, in one on room and it's like I wanted to stay open minded because I mean remember we did it once and, and everyone got their own role right yeah all right so we're gonna have people who are in charge of of solving tasks we're gonna have people who are in charge of just making sure that tasks are being solved right like project managers that sort of thing. And I was one of these project manager people, and I remember I was like, I'm trying to keep an open mind so that I'm not too focused on any one given task. And as soon as the countdown timer started, I felt those blinders come on. Right. And I was like, man, it's really hard for me not to focus on this one task at hand. It's like an instinctual thing to just focus on the thing that you think is going to get you out. Yeah. Right. There is, is some no manner of punishment involved when you do a. I've never done a no. Room. There's I, no punishment. There's something just where shame. they douse you with some foam or shit. <laughs> yeah, they, like that's gonna that, listen. That stinks yeah. and it's gonna stink for a long time. So, there's, but heads it's, up, it's made from skunks. So. My feeling is that <laughs> a timer and an alarm is good. But imagine <clears throat> you could actually 
like um, vis- visually a, and audit- audibly. A fire alarm is a very strong right. sound. Yeah. But I'm so, saying like having having like for instance either a, a, a window where there's like the planet that you're crashing into is constantly getting closer. Yeah. And eventually you get that sort of like re-entering orbit mm-hmm. fire mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. the the mm-hmm. the there's like an effect so that everything starts to shimmer because the heat is increasing. Mm. You, you turn could, heaters on in the room. Yeah. You uh, yeah, you, you could have heaters You could add fans. Yeah. Like you're wearing a thing on your face it doesn't mean there, there's like you could add a smoke machine yeah absolutely with a, with a small smell to it that would smell yep. like smoke like, definitely you, add, you know a fog machine heat um, lamps so what like wind. to me that like that's where my mind went the instant yeah you explained that to us josh was oh that's an escape room yeah and it could literally be an escape room. like you could fit five people in this space very easily build out a standing. bit of console and yeah you, it basically, you basically build some some props that are you know just wood. tactile for yeah. tactile, uh, the tactile aspect, and then add some haptic response stuff so that you know you touch a wall, it's vibrating, so you know something's getting worse. Mm. You heat it, you know, you heat things so that wherever the fire is, that's it's where you, you add to touch, a you, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you add a hot mm-hmm. a hot fan there that like creates a bit of radiant heat. There's a lot of opportunities in terms of like prop making mm. that would create an an environment for. Uh, that kind of uh, experience, and just to like ratchet up the pressure as yeah. you're getting closer and closer to like absolutely to death, essentially. I mean, a lot of it will will involve sound effects and yep. and what environmental uh, atmospheric effects you can add mm. to it. Mm. I would think, anyways. Yeah, definitely. Even like uh, they have like motion floors that you can get now to put in your like free roam VR stuff. So sure. The ground, sh- you get. Imagine an impact from like an asteroid into the ship, and so the ground shakes, and you feel that. You physically yeah. feel that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While you're in VR, so yeah. There's- I mean, it would be like a. I mean, you. I don't know what a soundstage is in terms of like space, but you could get a small warehouse and like build yourself out a. Oh a, yeah. A, a warehouse space for that. Definitely. Um. Yeah. I don't. Does anybody have a better idea than that? <laughs> that's where I netted out was escape. Room. Yeah. No. I, I think. Um. <laughs> The, the location-based stuff is definitely uh, interesting here just because of the ability to control the physical space mm. and also because... Um, and the virtual space. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. You know, if you're doing an, 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 an at-home experience, you're dealing with... Um, the cat and some chairs. Well, yeah, but it's more just like you're selling a, a first-person experience to one player. Yeah. Right? I mean, yes, you do get to uh, sell that experience to multiple people, right? But in this case, I think that the idea of going into a, a virtual environment with two friends, if it's a, th- a three-man experience, mm-hmm. right, it just feels more interesting to me. It's 100% more interesting, yeah. definitely, especially yeah. when, like, you're in VR and you're in the same physical space as well. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it adds – it's it's different to being in the same virtual space with a person that's, like – in a different building, like a multiplayer yeah, yeah. game, like mm-hmm. it's you still f- you feel that like that proximity to a physical body, even though you're in a virtual space, which adds a lot to the experience. And there's also some there's also an in- interesting thing is when when we did the first uh, escape room, there's uh, they, they they sort of preface everything by saying there's going to be ghosts in the room, and that basically just means. We have employees who are in there who are observing mm. and who may move around and do things 
but you're not supposed to interact with them. They're just yeah. there. You can't see them. You don't touch right? them. Yeah. Oh, they don't man. Help you. But now you but don't even there, have to worry about that. You don't That's even like, have to tell people. Yeah. You literally can yeah. have ghosts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, figurative, literal. <laughs> figurative, literal ghosts. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it, it, to me, that that is an experience that really grabs me. It does. Like, yeah. I mean, I really like the. Besides the fact that I, I, I know I glommed onto the 41st century, that's fucking forever. Yeah. Uh, but it does allow you to create HUD elements. It allows you to create a lot of UI stuff that doesn't exist currently. Mm. It lets you say, like, well, yeah, we all operate our ship via cylinders that we rotate from different points on it. And, right. And yeah. we move it up and down to Why go faster. Why is there gravity and... in this ship? Be- just because <laughs> everyone swallowed a gravity beam. We have beam. gravity. It's the way it works. You it know? Makes, it's so far in the future that it makes anything plausible. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. then, then that's yeah, what's freeing no imagin- about that. There's, no, there's nothing that can be beyond the imagination. Exactly. Um, which if you look at um, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets yeah. kind of thing, there's, there's, you, you're just kind of going... Come on, but it's so far in the future. Sure, why sure, not? Why not? Yeah, why can't exactly. why can't you have met those kind of people mm. or those kind of aliens? I love it. I'm, I mean, it's okay, I guess. <laughs> what my story or Valerian? Oh no, that. <laughs> I mean, either way, really. Does your story have Jean Luc? Whatever. No, what's his name? What? Nothing. Fuck. Uh, Luc Besson. Mm-hmm. Luc Besson. Yes, will Luc Besson be? He's a weird-looking guy, I think. Well, let's not worry about how he looks. That's not, that's <laughs> yeah. not our concern at this moment. We're talking sorry, about sorry, spaceships sorry. and aliens. <laughs> He's the weirdest-looking one. <laughs> Anyways, okay, I love it. Okay, I, I, I think that that's. Uh, I think you can take it somewhere. I think you can do something with that. Yeah, um, a friend of I that a friend of ours that works that works at Secret Location took it into. He's a he's a writer and a creative. He did a bit of a, like a tune up on it, and like it it held the same structure and stuff like that. But yeah, it just never, it just never tickled anyone's fancy, I guess. So well, just sort of like it's just there in a Google Doc now. Well, guess what? It's on a podcast now, and yeah, and, and now it's <laughs> out. You there. can't sell this production. <laughs> <laughs> CST signed it around, signed it away. No, I don't. Well, I mean, I don't know if you signed anything in particular. Stefan, maybe Jeff is going to wrangle us up a yeah. contract. Oh, I make everybody sign it's everything. All in loose Verbal leaf. contract. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's just a blank sheet of paper. Yeah, Here, it's sign like sign this. this. Why? Yeah. Just sign. I'll print it out later. He locks the doors with magnetic locks and has a camera and won't let us out until magnets. you sign. Magnets. Magnets. <clears throat> How do they work? Yeah, nobody knows. There's no way to know. Are we talking about magnets? There's no way to know. There's anyway, no to know. so I want to hear about this second. <laughs> second? Okay. Is that okay? Jeff, how are we doing on time? You want to break in and let me know? Oh, sorry. We're perfect. We're halfway through. So do you want to do cool. another? Uh... Yeah. yeah okay. I heard you had another one. I got another one. I got another <clears throat> one. Uh, so um, I'm a programmer originally, and like all programmers, have a million side things that they're programming outside of work. No. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so I had this idea for a split-screen multiplayer game where you all, uh, you're on, like, a planet, but your little ships that are flying around the planet. So... And you can shoot each other and whatever. But it's like, it's super zoomed out. So if you imagine if the planet is like the size of like an orange, the ships are the size of like marbles. Right. And so 
you're always traveling around the outside of the planet, essentially just skimming the edge of the planet. And so, uh, and then the camera is sort of straight down on top of you. And it's, I built a prototype out um, and it was super fun. Like the camera angle was cool. And if you blew your friends up, the ships would come apart and like scatter out into space with physics and stuff like that. Um, and I built it out. Uh, you could choose from four different ships. There was a bunch of different planets. One of the planets was like half next to the sun. So as the planet, the sun rotated around the planet quite quickly and one half of the planet was always on fire. So you had to stay on one side of that planet, but you're always like racing away from the sun. And if you went into the sun, you'd, your ship would burn up. And there was a bunch of other sort of cool like volcano geyser ones. So if you flew over the volcano when it was exploding, you'd take damage and stuff like that. So... Um, yeah, and I th I thought it was really fun, and I showed it to uh, a guy at work, and we played a bit. And he's like, "Yeah, this is cool, um, but I want to do X, Y, and Z." And I'm like, "Well, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I spent I've spent like a shit ton of like weekends on this, and like I appreciate his like feedback and stuff like that. Uh, but at that point, I'd like I think I've probably been working on it for like six or seven months just in my spare Oy. time. Yeah, uh, and I. And at that time, I was super busy at work as well. So it was sort of like my out-of-work work was waning and I was like getting dragged more into work work. And it sort of, I showed it to a bunch of people and I even like gathered a bunch of art references and stuff like that. And it just sort of like fizzled out. Um, and like, I just couldn't sell it. What did it fizzle out because you lost interest in working on it because you were busy? Or did it fizzle out because of that one person's feedback? Or? No, it didn't fizzle out because of his feedback. Um, it just, it, it fizzled out because of work and other sort of things going on in my life. Okay. But it's not like you don't like the game. It's no. Just, you got tired of working on I it. I got tired of working on it yeah. and I tried to come back to it as right. well, like maybe three months after. And like, like every programmer, you come back to something three months later and you're like, who the hell wrote this? <laughs> they must've been like high at the time because I don't understand what's going on in the code. Well, weed's legal now. So you go ahead and do what you got to do. What, do what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> And so at that point, I'm like, well, I need to invest another like month into this to understand what I'd done to start with. Right. So right, right, right. I was just like, okay. So I, I, my, my question is, so this, this, um, this coworker you showed it to, um, so he was basically, he said, I like the idea, but I want to kind of turn it into a thing that I want to make. So he yeah. Was, yeah. Oh, okay. that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. yeah. He oh. had ideas. I have ideas that I want to do things with, and but you should put me, that on your idea. And I was like, "That's not what my really here's the interesting my ideas thing about. about." The interesting thing about sharing your idea with people is, uh, it's actually very difficult to come up with an idea. It's very difficult to to have some original thought. I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, the problem becomes that the second you do and you say, "Hey, what do you think?" People adopt it as theirs. Yeah, and, and and decide. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna make an escape room out of your VR idea. Like, that's, <laughs> but that's not Classic. but that's not intentional. Like, I'm not trying yeah. to take over. You're your, just trying I'm to just like trying riff to on the you. idea, right? I actually yeah. can't think of a, a, an improvement to make on that. I think it's a good idea. Mm -hmm. I don't think you need to change it. I think you need to scale it down and yeah. make it into a small thing that you can sell. In terms of like, yeah, just on your own, like yeah. make a steam that, and out of it. Yeah, exactly. That's sort of where I was, I was getting to as well. Was this idea that I mean, if you had been working on it for seven months, you know, to have someone come along and be like, "I like this, but I want to make it more 
my thing. My thing, or make it partially my thing. Gosh, I wish like, I knew how to do, you know, yeah. radial, you know, flight through a, 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 a an orbit. I, I just think that, honestly, I believe that your your idea is a good one. I think you could it, you could make it into a multiplayer game very quickly. Yeah. Um, a two player game or whatever, mm. uh, very easily. Um, that could be sold on Steam. It's what I you like know. about it is how, and, and this is, um, I guess the closest thing that I can think of is I had a game for like a, a like an idea for a game that was m- more of like a fantasy football. <gasps> oh my god, was it Stefan? Did what? you share your idea with Stefan and he totally like <laughs> threw you off? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm yeah, me, I'm and, and now I'm and now I'm going. <laughs> now you've invited me on the jerk. podcast so to tell about it. Surprise, motherfucker! It was you. <laughs> <laughs> No, okay, um, sorry, fantasy no, no, football. no. I had, the, but, but the thing that I find interesting is what you've done is a similar idea that I had was that it's very basic mechanics. You don't have to spend a lot of time learning mm-hmm. how yeah, to fly no. your ship and how to fight your friends. What makes it challenging is that every time you play, it's a different arena, and the, that arena really changes the gameplay yeah, because it changes it the way that you play. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. I had the same idea. I was like, like it's fancy football, so it it can take place on a normal pitch, yeah, or it can take place on a pitch that's completely frozen. So now all, everyone slides around, and the physics are different, yeah. so mm. you can't play the same way. When you're on that Riddick planet where it's half, ice yeah, yeah, and yeah, half, yeah, yeah. half fire, you're constantly trying to be in that small safe zone. I said Riddick Planet. What's the what's it called? The it's Chronicles the one, of Riddick. No, so no, but yeah, it, where he's on the he's that in the prison and prison then planet fire. where it's on fire yeah, in one yeah. half. But what I like about the idea is there's a only it turns your your play when you start playing. For instance, I see it in my head. You start playing and you're and you have the entire planet to go around. There's yeah. no obstacles to worry about. You're totally fine. You're playing against some mm-hmm, other guy mm-hmm. and that other guy or that other girl is is they're playing the same planet. Yeah. You move on to the next planet, and all of a sudden, half of that planet's disappeared because it's on fire. 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 Yeah. So you're both stuck. You push together more. It on creates one more conflict. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. there's then there's the avoidance aspect. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then there's like maybe there's an asteroid or a meteor Impacts shower going coming on. In. Oh, there's yeah. so many that you could have a, a foggy planet. So all of a sudden, the, yeah. the visibility is lower. The yeah. fog of but, war is is more pronounced. Yeah. And and the idea is that you have different types of players. You have the players that are really good up close and personal. You got the players who are yeah. are better at distance. You got players who like to evade. There's, there's an unlimited customizability. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's involved here that would be really really fascinating and I had three different ships that all sort of acted different like one was more like a tank where you could like drive in a different direction that you're like shooting fighting, right, 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 firing right. from a turret and then like like a heavy that could only shoot forward it moved slow but had bigger shields and so a little bit of class based stuff like that yeah yeah. yeah. and then I, like you mix that up with like environmental effects and stuff and there's a lot of opportunity for additional content to be yeah it's made easy available. to bolt on like yeah. new planets new ships new ships like yeah, yeah. yeah. I think listen I, I think you set it up as uh, like a steam game that you can release fairly quickly with yeah. four planets four ships and some kind of tutorial aspect to it and then Part of your thing is the the download stuff is new planets, yeah. new ships, new, new add-ons. New ships, yeah. mm-hmm. I really think that I I don't think you need any advice from us in terms of this project. This is your project, yeah. and it one hundred percent is a doable thing since you've already fucking you've done, done it. it. <laughs> so it just comes down to like suck up your ego and like go through it just again go through and, and, and do clean it again. It up. Yeah, just clean it up. You know exactly, exactly. I don't think there's Find anything an wrong with that. To work with and there's nothing. I mean, like, listen, yeah. we, we've I, I've been going through that with a lot of our our episodes where where we've talked about writing projects. I've looked at the writing and thought this is just fucking garbage. <laughs> but you know, I know where I meant to go with it. It just sort of matters. Like you know, like with Hired Goon, for instance, right? <clears throat> writing that initial 
treatment, I didn't think much of it. And then hand it to Stefan, it comes back. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I know where I want to change it now. Mm. And I don't think yeah, you... Yeah. I, I think you were in that situation. I think the first idea is more problematic because it yeah, requires so much Yeah, the first one so definitely has much so writing. much. Yeah, there's so much story to work out and like the the VR interaction models and like how does that feel good and like yeah, you're yeah. very bare bones in that one. This yeah. one is a finished product. Yeah, it just mm-hmm. requires like a fucking logo and <laughs> some tutorial. Because I spent six months on it as opposed to like a weekend writing a treatment. True, true, true. So. But I mean, and you're no stranger to to funding applications. So I yeah. mean. That's the other side of it is is there's funding available for this this stuff and that's something that you you and I should consider as a um, topic for a future episode. Sure. Is, is like yeah, that'd be talk great. About, so much funding in Ontario. Yeah, there's tons of funding for for interactive stuff. Uh, I mean, I know that we've been mostly focused on script based. Yeah. Media, but I mean, games. But even like short film yeah. and like yeah. all that sort of stuff. There's plenty of funding. Well, I mean, there. the game thing. It's it's funny. Like, um, there's a guy in Edmonton, Grant Skinner, who. Oh, a, he's a excuse game, me? He's, he's a, like one of my programming idols. Oh, well, Grant, if you're listening. Um, he <laughs> has a, He has a games company. And, like, we were we were talking about the fact that, like, well, how many games do you put out in a year and all that stuff? This may be one of those opportunities that, that uh, oh, stop. <laughs> Hold on, I'll text him right now. Boop, yeah. beep, boop, 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 beep, boop. Oh, that is, you're making those noises with your mouth. I am. It's true. I That's taught you. a chocolate you. bar you're typing on. <laughs> I've uncorked some wine. <laughs> lovely vintage <laughs> anyways that's some foley work for you <laughs> anyway I, I, I yeah I appreciate that I think that this I think that uh, what was the second game called what was the game called Orbit no wait <laughs> <laughs> this is why we ask questions after you make sure you finish your I oh, didn't bring notes on that one that's a did you have a, a Orbital. Called? it was called Orbital Orbital yeah okay well, well we, we know like those, can I do like the soundtrack right What's that? We know who can do the soundtrack, right? Is it you? You? Is oh it? my god. Orbital! God. Yeah, that's I'm... the name of the game. Who's gonna do the soundtrack? Orbital. No. I'm There's I, a band I, called Orbital. Yeah. Well, way to go, buddy. You're... Obscure musical reference. Oh my god, obscure? <laughs> is, it, is it not? No, don't you guys ever watch Hackers? What, the original movie with the The, the original movie. <laughs> They're before hackers. <laughs> they were just crappy with films. Jolie and yeah. what's his face? That um, was Orbital. What? The they were music and some of the music orbital. was. God, don't mind me. Just keep so going with the podcast. I'll, 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 I'm just gonna well, go. now that we've reached this point. I, I want to thank uh, Josh. I want to thank. Wait, I want to thank Josh for uh, being so enthusiastic to to want to come and be a guest. I appreciate that a lot. I really, I just really like when my friends like make stuff, and I'm like, I want to be involved. Oh, cool. see, I think it's great. I want to high five everybody, but we'll yeah. do that later. Um, I am Hugh Elliott, and I am Stefan Grambart, and I am Josh Menricks. And this was another episode of Can't Sell This. This episode of Can't Sell This was produced in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. All creative content contained in this episode is copyright Stefan Grambart and Hugh Elliott. Intro voice by Jeff Wright. Recording engineer at Studio 306. Intro music track is Energy by Not Of from their 2015 album Peak. Questions or comments can be sent to admin at can'tsellthispodcast.com. Any other information can be found at can'tsellthispodcast.com. See you.